Hey, welcome back to Wolf's Watch. I'm Wolf. Today, got a quick announcement for you. The Fed made a big announcement on interest rates. You know, some businesses are more impacted by interest rates than others. Depends on what you're doing, right? Depends on what kind of credit lines you have, you know, how much you use credits, what how it revolves, how you negotiate that. If you're in the mortgage industry, certainly affects everything that you're doing. You know, and in financial services can have a big impact. But how much how does interest rates affect your business, your life? Think about that. Because the Fed made a big announcement today. They are predicting that the rates will be raised twice by the end of 2023. So that's a little bit of a long-term outlook, right? No need to panic today because the good news in that was hold on, hold on, wait for it, drum roll. No immediate increases. They're going to hold interest rates at or near zero for now, but they sent a signal to the markets in order to prep the markets without creating a big shock, right? Because what the Fed says can move market, can cause pandemonium in the marketplace. So they did announce that, hey, look, right now, holding it, holding it low, very low, near zero or, um, or at zero for the moment. However, by the end of 2023, they predict that they will raise the interest rates twice. And the majority of the Fed board members uh, predicted that it would both of those hikes would be in the year 2023, which is interesting because let's see, what is 2022? What is 20? Oh, 2022 is another election year. Guess what? So with 2022 coming as, as a midterm election, not as disruptive as a presidential year, but as a midterm election, um, as you've likely experienced as a business owner, Elections always disrupt the business world, the economy. So there will be more political decisions made to warp the economy in order to, you know, have whatever effect the politicians want to have that they feel is to their benefit because it's an election year. Just how things work. Don't send me hate mail on that. If you disagree with it, send me your opinion. Want to hear that. But uh, if you're going to shout at me because whatever, please do. So I'll know who to block and we can move on with the conversation. So coming back to that, 2022 was going to be an odd second half for sure because the um, because of the election that will be held in the fall of 2022 for senators, House representatives, and local offices. So think about that. So you get interest rates, get an 18-month uh, warning on interest rates starting to go up. How does that affect your business, right? Because it's June. We're halfway through June 2021, right? What does that mean? That means that you should be in six weeks beginning your planning for calendar year 2022. We've touched on this before. Why is that? Because that's your marketing year, right? Your, your business planning, your strategy and marketing year is three to six months ahead of your calendar year, assuming that you, you know, well, Let's just roll with that. If you have a different year that you use for tax purposes, adjust accordingly. Here's why. Think about this. How long, when you start to implement your plan, how long does it take to get business results from the changes that you've implemented in your plan? I am assuming you want to grow your company, right? If you don't, then you don't need to worry. But if you want to grow your, your company, your plan for next year for 2022 should include having some kind of changes, right? There's some things are going to go different. Hopefully you're seeing some opportunities. Here, here's the thing. 
a lot of businesses failed. I know this is no newsflash for you. A lot of businesses failed in 2020, in early 2021, because of the government shutdown of the economy. They just couldn't, no matter what, they just couldn't make it, couldn't survive that long without any cash flow or with the, the limited cash flow that was being allowed under the shutdown orders. So there's opportunity in that for you. You're still operating, or perhaps you shut down and started a new business. There's two things that happen. A lot of businesses failed, which creates a lot of opportunity. There's been a huge spike over the last 12 months of business starts. So there's a lot more businesses starting up, which creates opportunities of its own. Also presents some threats too in the marketplace. There's a risk. Is somebody starting a business that could start gobbling up some of your customers, some of your compete with you in a way that you're not seeing if you're not paying attention for it. So what are your opportunities? What are your risks? And how are you going to leverage those? How are you going to seize that moment? And when are you going to start? What is your cycle time for putting something new in place and seeing cash hit, you know, at least getting an invoice out, hopefully getting cash in hand. So the, the start, the point from getting started, let me get this timeline right for you. <laughs> the point from getting started to getting that cash in the bank account, my over under for uh, watching a lot of different businesses for the mid-sized small business and mid-sized business market, 90 days. You put something in motion, now you get bigger ticket items, more complicated sales. It can go longer. So say three months to six months. That's why you have to have your plan for 2021 in place and in motion somewhere between September, no later than October, because otherwise you've lost the first quarter of the next year. That creates a lot of operational issues too. What are you changing in operations? You know, I just, I hate seeing companies flounder, I hate seeing entrepreneurs flounder because they see an opportunity can't get it implemented in their business, right? And I'm talking to you because you've got a substantial business. You're not just getting started. You're, you know, you're probably past, you're well past your 5 million in revenue mark. Got 30, 50 plus people working for you. So here's the issue with that. When you make that decision, and I know that it's not an autocratic, you know, you shouldn't be leading by, auto, auto, by autocratic command and control. Uh, once the decision's made and you put it in place, how well does it implement? See, that's an operations issue. That's what, um, there's a whole field that's grown up on operational excellence, lean enterprise, six Sigma value stream management, all these different things. A lot of those are terms that as consultants, we like to, you know, it gives us something to package and sell you, but it's really about looking at what, what is the opportunity in a marketplace? How are you going to seize and deliver that? Right. You know, you start out here with, what you're going to deliver in marketplace, work backwards through how to best implement it. The tighter those processes are, the less waste you've got, the more everybody is focused on and understanding the value that they're providing for the customer, for your marketplace, the more swiftly you can adapt to opportunities. And it's going to be a dynamic market. So this is the prediction that I'm sticking with. You know, you listen, listening to the economists, and, and what's being predicted for the rest of this year, like one of the big predictions is in September, the tight labor market will loosen up because the benefits uh, will run out that are paying people more to, pay, to stay home. Seeing reports of people earning as much as $25 an hour to not work. Why would they go to work? Right? It's a lot of people that can earn, you know, that aren't earning $25 an hour. They could stay home and earn. 
<clears throat> so some economists are saying, no, that's not an impact. Others are saying, yes, it is. As business owners, we know that affects us. It may not affect the economy at large, you know, whatever they want to argue with that. So this, the big prediction is that in September, all of a sudden, you're going to magically have a whole bunch of people that are willing to come to work at pre-COVID wages. Now, there's others that predict that the elevated wages in the tight labor market are going to stick. And there's still others that are saying there's no labor, there's no tight labor market. It's just mythology that's being presented by some with political, uh, you know, for political reasons. What does all that mean? Here, here's my thought on what all the different economists and pundits you see in the media. What is they don't know, they're guessing. It's just a big guess. Now, in some, you know, in some cases, a very informed guess. In some cases, they have no clue. They're just saying whatever it is that's being approved by whoever's telling, you know, allowing them to approve it on their media outlet or for whatever reason. But, you know, they're just taking a throw a dart at a dartboard and go, hey, let's call it that. Here's my prediction. So take this with a grain of salt. I think this is an informed guess for you. It's going to continue to be a dialect. Let's call it, excuse me, a hard time. Not choking when I say this. Uh, let's call it dynamic marketplace for the rest of 2021 because all the crap that was pulled in 2020, the shutdown of the economy, the two weeks becoming a year in terms of interventions. California formally opened yesterday, but um, no, no, wait a minute. California is open, but uh, what was that? Was said, oh, yeah, the governor still decreed that he's going to withhold his emergency powers and declared that we're still in a state of emergency and there are restrictions on the opening, but California is open. So you see, it's that kind of stuff that's going to continue to make things uncertain. Dynamic means that there's going to be, you know, there's going to be decrees, continue to be decrees that will blindside you a bit and require fast response. The reason that I'm harping on this is you need to be focusing on operations for, you know, let me back up a step. What happened when we went into the pandemic, right? Government orders, everything, you know, most everything closed, basically shut down the economy with the exception of what they deemed to be uh, necessary. Essential, I think was the word they used. I, sorry, I, I can't say that without, <laughs> I have hearts. I'm not laughing out loud when I said it. So the government decreed, hey, we're going to, we, we think these businesses are necessary. Seems like a lot of them were necessary to them personally, but that's just my perspective on it. Uh, <clears throat> and a lot of businesses were just, told to shut their doors, can't operate until, until we decide to allow you. So what happens? You immediately start cutting costs to adjust to revenue realities, right? How do, how do we cut costs enough to be able to keep the business alive? What do we do? What kind of financial, you know, what kind of loans can we access? You're doing all that. You're looking at what do you got? Loans, line equity, mortgage on the house, all that stuff that you know goes into business, but that, you know, people who aren't business owners don't understand. Then it's about how do you find, you know, how do you get revenue? How do you adapt to get revenue coming in the door now as things are, are loosening, you know, so poking fun of what's going on with states like California, things are not as tight, not as shut down as they were eight months ago. So as things are opening up now, it's about continuing to, to, to search for those opportunities to bring more revenue in the door to deliver more value, right? You get revenue is just an exchange in value. You're getting revenue because you're putting more value out there, finding new ways to deliver value to customers, perhaps new customers, new markets. 
you still got to focus on ops operations being efficient and running tightly people knowing what they're doing right and also getting feedback from them so that what they're seeing can make corrections you're doing something new problems arise right famous general Patton, uh i think it was general Patton quote that um, that any plan, a battle plan, doesn't survive first contact with the enemy. I know it's certainly popular with my friends from the military. And they keep reminding me that every plan, you know, falls apart at first contact with the enemy. So as you implement changes, there's problems. That's you need to you need to have your teams prepared to deal with the problems and have mechanisms for being able to feedback what they're learning so that improvements continue to be put in place problem, you know, roadblocks, problems can be overcome. And then once the change is in place, so they can continue to hone that. And they've got their hands in the mix day to day, right? So you have to have all that in place. So you can continue to focus on the company's finance, on your company's finances, opportunities in the marketplace, working with your marketing people, you know, to continue to leverage the opportunities are going to be presented. Businesses are going to continue to fail. It's a prediction that I hear from some of the economists that personally I agree with there's been a lot of damage done. It's going to take at least through 2021 to see how that sorts out. So more businesses are going to fail. That will present opportunities that will also cause you headaches. There will be supply chain disruptions. So how is all this, how are you planning for dealing with all this? That's what your business plan should be about. And I'm not talking about doing an MBA style, you know, we're going to go out and go on shark tank or uh, go to some pitch contest to attempt to get, uh, get funding, right? You need, you need a stack of paper. If you're pitching it to somebody, this is for you and your team to have an understanding in hopefully just a few pages, just a few, no more than a few sheets of paper. Here's what we're doing next year. This is what we're, this is what's going to be the same. This is what's going to change. This is how we're going to continue to develop people. This is how we're going to work on making operations more efficient so that margins are greater in order to withstand inflation. We've been talking about that in recent Wolf's Watch episodes. So inflation's coming up. Interest rates are coming up. Now the prediction is 2023. Could be 20, starting in 2022. That's an election year. If they can avoid that, they, they won't do it. Politicians don't want it. The Fed doesn't want to um, get in the line of fire, so to speak, on an election year. So they'll, they'll be hesitant to do that unless it's just absolutely necessary. But when, as both of those come into play, how are you going to deal with that? As more businesses fail, how are you going to seize the opportunities? How are you going to look, you know, keep an eye out for the opportunities, but also how are you going to seize those opportunities and implement them? You know, and implement what you've got to do within your business and your operations to seize them. It just, as I was starting to say earlier, I hate to watch entrepreneurs like you fumble around because you have a loose go button, right? It's not like the classic slap it. Oh, that was easy. That's not how it happens. You know, you go to implement something and maybe it fumbles a little bit. Maybe it feels like pushing a wet noodle, right? Where you just can't get it through operations. And again, at the very least, it consumes way too much of your time. What I love seeing is when you're able to go, we've got an opportunity here. You pull together the right people to team it, get ready to go. You, you delegate it to the people that need to run with it and boom, it's off and running. You're focused on what A, you are best at and B, what is strategically critical to the company so that you can keep growing your business. It also affects your ability to scale. When you get in new opportunities, say a, a competitor fails, you, you can pick up that business. 
you know, e either pick up the sales volume that they had, at least a piece of it, right? You should get at least a piece of it. Maybe you can buy the whole company. Maybe they've got something you want. You should be focused on those types of things, not on solving problems for your operations team. They should be handling that. Very few things should be getting to your desk. And that's something I hear too much. You know, rather than having that scenario where you can sit back and go, man, I just love watching companies scale because we're able to seal opportunities like that. So that's why I work with companies on operations. There's other things that we do, but right now is an operations intense perspective, given the cycle of where we're at in the recovery from the COVID shutdown. You know, the government shut down in response to the COVID pandemic. So think about that. And, you know, what are you doing to plan now? We're starting very soon. You should be starting no later than August so that you can get that implemented. And that when you do that, your decision on when to start that should be driven by how long it takes you to go from putting something new in place and getting money in your bank. So otherwise you've lost all that time. If you wait, I have just, oh, you know, it just breaks my heart. And I see companies, they wait until fourth quarter. They're implementing stuff. The end of fourth quarter, they're not getting the financial results back from it until March, May. So they've lost a quarter. In some cases, I've seen companies lose two business quarters. I've goofed that myself. This is how I learned that, right? By completely blowing the first four months of a crucial year because they didn't put something in place in October and instead did it in January. And it didn't play out until April. So personal experience, I've watched other companies do that as well. Don't do that. Think about that. What's that cycle? Then look at what are you going to do? How does it affect operations? How are you making sure operations is aligned with delivery of value into the marketplace? And I'm going to I'll stop there. Otherwise, I'm going to start getting into educational mode. That's not what this is about. Big announcement today. So just to recap, big announcement today from the Fed. Interest rates are going up. That's the bad news. Good news is the majority of the Fed members are uh, Fed board members are predicting that it won't be until 2023, but that there will be at least two hikes in interest rate before the end of 2023, both most likely occurring then could start before then. So for the immediate future, interest rates are going to stay uh, at or near zero. So that will disrupt the financial markets a little bit, not a whole lot. Second thing is there's still going to be a lot of business failures and a lot of dynamic action, a lot of chaos in the marketplace, in the economy through the end of the year because we're still seeing how everything shakes out from all the changes that were uh, that were decreed in the responses in the business world to that, how that affects markets and businesses. Third thing is there's a lot of opportunities there. It's also a lot of risks. It needs to be assessed. So the company brings us to the fourth, which is got to start your business planning soon. And that when you start needs to be driven by how long it takes you to go from implementing a business plan that, that is changing things. And hopefully you're seizing the day. You want to be at that top 10%, right? At least the top 20% in your industry, hopefully top 10, top five, then you need to be going after it. What is it that you're going to change, you know, to scale, to grow? How are you going to scale operations to support that? So 
got to start that based on how long it takes you to go from making one of those changes to getting money in the bank so that you don't lose that time, which could be typically minimum of 90 days. You don't want to lose the first quarter of 2022, do you? Your competition will be. Think about that. So food for thought. Want to hear your thoughts, you know, comment back. If you if, if you think I'm all wet, let's hear it. Let's hear, you know, this is a discussion. This is a conversation. So thank you for watching. Appreciate y'all hitting the like button, subscribing and following. And, uh, you know, look forward to having you continue the conversation. Let, us, let me know what other topics you want to hear. What do you want to talk with other people that are, you know, the other entrepreneurs that are uh, watching and interacting with Wolf's Watch. And we'll, we'll get that into the, you know, into the show program. So again, thanks for watching Wolf's Watch. I'm Wolf and I will see you on the trail.